Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sustainability, How to Live a Greener Life. This is the first of a four-part series. It's going to be every Tuesday in January at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Um, And I want to start out the show by saying my heart is broken for what I'm seeing going on in Australia, as I know yours is. Um, And we all feel so helpless of how we can help. Well, certainly we can donate to help today. We can help the Red Cross Australia. We can help local um, organizations and NCOs that are on the ground. We can contribute to the firefighters' effort because there's a lot of volunteer volunteer firefighters working hard. And we can also contribute by living a greener life because the truth is that the only hope we have for mitigating these kinds of disasters um, increasing in gravity going forward, you know, manifesting in different ways from wiping out the Bahamas to burning up Australia, is to live a greener life and to understand that um, the amount of CO2 that we have put up into the atmosphere is unsustainable, that it is causing and wreaking havoc um, with our planet. It's not just our planet, by the way, it's also polluting Um, our water, our air, so even if you want to be selfish about it, it's needed. But again, I know that all of us seeing the image of homes lost, of exhausted firefighters, of wildlife, um, and the unique and, you know, cherished and beloved wildlife of Australia, um, all suffering, it's just heartbreaking, I know. And again, donate to help them today live a greener life to help all of us tomorrow. So there are many benefits to living a green life and ample opportunities for each one of us to shift out of our habits, many of which are not planet-friendly, and into a lifestyle that is just as exciting, comfortable, and easy as it is today while being far more neutral, carbon neutral. Here are just a few of the benefits of living a greener life. Better health for us personally, and for the planet that sustains us, more money in our wallet for many of us, it can up to thousands of dollars annually. Uh, for some of us, that would be tens of thousands of dollars annually. And also peace of mind that we are not part of the problem. To start the process, we simply begin with the four R's of living green. We also have to acknowledge that last century thinking is toxic for the 21st century. I'm sure all of us are very happy we don't have to ride our horse when we have to travel across the country. However, 
you know, solar powers, renewable powers, and actually, again, back to the four R's. The four R's are refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle. It used to just be reduce, recycle, but there are many ways that by refusing that we can actually make a far more dramatic impact, and I'm going to talk a lot about that today. Refuse plastic, fossil fuels, water waste, and pollutants every chance we get. Reduce consumption. This includes our wardrobe, our landscaping, and our transportation. Um, reuse containers. Uh, buy food in bulk. Bring our own to-go boxes. Support local farmers' markets. Recycle. Many cities are now even composting food waste, which makes up 20 20% of the garbage in America. Uh, some communities, sadly, are going the other way, where um, they're no longer recycling plastic and other um, and paper because they don't have a good facility for um, for doing that anymore. So we have to find a solution for that. Again, if we just live the way we're living, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable in any manner. So. Yeah, we do all have to not only shift our own personal habits, but we have to become active in our communities to create the solutions that we need as, on a community level. Obviously, you're not going to recycle your own plastic, although reducing your own plastic usage can be even more effective than recycling it. So that's why we're going to talk a lot about the four R's rather than just the three R's, rather than just relying upon recycling. There's so much you can do before it even hits that spot, so you don't even have to recycle. So um, how can you save thousands annually and enjoy greater health by applying the first of the four R's to your life? Refuse. Below, again, this is a four-part series, so I will be addressing each of the four R's in each one of these teleconferences, and this is one that's devoted very specifically to refusing and how that can make such a dramatic impact on us. So transportation. There has been a lot of focus on plane shaming and less focus pollution caused by the daily commute. When you factor in that most people are commuting in single, single occupancy vehicles, the grams of CO2 used per kilometers could be as high as 220 grams. That puts the carbon footprint of a single commuter higher than if that same person were in a plane because the assumptions for the plane at 285 grams of CO2 per kilometer were based on 88 passengers, whereas most U.S. planes have a higher occupancy rate at closer to 115 passengers per plane. So if you're plane shaming while commuting in a single-use occupancy vehicle to work every day, then it's really time to look at the man in the mirror because most of us don't take a plane every single day and many of us do commute uh, five days out of the week at minimum. So it is, this is a low-hanging fruit for us. Now, of course, the, the hard part about it is that you have to really rethink your life from the core of your foundation of assumptions. Can you opt for mass transit, for cycling to work, for ride sharing, for an e-scooter, should you move closer to work. The savings of ditching the car 
could add up to $7,500 annually when you add up the cost of, car, of the car payment, car insurance, gasoline, maintenance, parking, tickets, et cetera. Could even be higher than that. In cities like Santa Monica, you know, your uh, parking could be $25 a day. So just that alone could be outrageous. Now, the savings that will lead to a richer life. Imagine if you had $7,500 more in your budget every year. That's a bucket list vacation. And if you are walking or cycling to work and you decide to take a plane to somewhere cool for a bucket list vacation, you will add a um, you know, rounding error of your carbon emissions as what you would be if you were taking the com um, daily commute. So the additional uh, thing, that the additional benefit is that if you do choose biking and walking more, you, that helps to keep you healthy, fit, and strong. Also, you to notice all of the air pollution from the cars. If you're riding your bike behind a bus, I got to tell you, you notice how much uh, pollution emitted. Also, again, I do want to say, if you can video conference instead of flying, you can save yourself and the company thousands of dollars in airfare lodging and per diem while doing right by the planet. You definitely want to rethink, and you, you don't want to take a plane somewhere if you don't really need to. You might even rethink your vacations to support a more planet-friendly approach. Or if you can do a video um, connection to even the conference that you're interested in attending. Um, as an example, I do a video connection for one person in each one of my retreats. Um, so we're happy to do that. And if that's what you would like to do, um, and that means that you don't have to take a plane to do it, great. Now also, I want to talk about power transmission. So basically, the bigger the appliance, the more fuel that is needed to power it. This applies to planes, trains, and automobiles and spacecraft, but it also applies to home appliances, elevators, escalator, air conditioning. So choosing renewables over fossil fuels is a, a big part of the solution. However, refusing to take or to use the big appliances that you don't really need is an even bigger piece of the equation. Refusing to take the elevator and opting for the stairs promotes good health for you and the planet. Imagine, and you know, look, even if you can um, uh, go in a door that's not an automatic door where you just push it open. Refusing, uh, taking the train instead of driving yourself to work, that dramatically reduces your carbon footprint. Even if you're driving an electric car, and I'm gonna talk about that in just a moment, I mean, the um, amount of uh, carbon emissions, if you're taking a train compared to you being in a single-use car, is like, you know, 50 times the amount. If you're, um, you know, commuting and car sharing and all that, it's a little bit less, but it's still dramatically lower. Also, did you know that the power grid in the U.S. is still 62% fossil fuels and 19% nuclear? In some states, the mix is even higher with, say, 83% fossil fuels in Florida, 77% fossil fuels in Colorado. That compares to 38% fossil fuels um, and about 42% hydro and renewables in California. So it does vary dramatically state by state, and you can actually check up on your state by going to the spot tracker that's sponsored by the Center for a New Energy Economy. I'm going to be including data, all of these links, all of this information in a special blog 
that I intend to post uh, within the next 24 to 48 hours. So you'll be able to link to it in that blog. All you'll have to do is go to nataliepace.com forward slash blog in order to access that blog. And again, it should be posted 24 to 48 hours from now. So can you take the stairs, choose mass transit for your daily commute, better insulate your home, walk to the store for your milk and toilet paper daily, turn down the thermostat at work each evening and turn it down um, at home during the day when you're not there. Um, you know, these are just things that can really help dramatically. Also, even installing um, a timer on your water heater or going to a tankless water heater, um, that can reduce your energy usage dramatically. So think about all these things and know that it's also going to put more money in your wallet. So let's go to plastic, reducing plastic. There are many ways to say no to plastic. If you don't have a canvas bag yet, they are everywhere and they're very affordable. Some communities are even creating boomerang bags, bags that are left at businesses for sharing. Also, buy your food in bulk and directly from a farmer's market or a delivery service. That way it's not wrapped in plastic. That way um, you know, it's not boxed up in stuff. You can actually take your own container to many uh, grocery stores these days even if you wanted to get, like, say, their craft olives or, you know, something like that, even if they have made, you know, some salad that you really like, they will actually use your container if you ask them to. They'll weigh it for you so that you're not paying for the, the weight of your own container. Also, take your own takeout containers to restaurants. Drink from a steel canteen or a reusable water bottle. Refuse straws or use metal straws. They come with their own straw cleaner. Remember, there is no excuse for single use. I cannot imagine all of the people I see that I know are sustainable in their hearts that really want to make a difference and still are using single-use coffee containers. Um, I, I can't even bear how many restaurants where I say, please, may I have my coffee here? And I see the ceramic mugs and I point to it and I still get something in a paper container, a single-use container. So please encourage not just yourself, but do as a consumer, encourage your local restaurants, you know, encourage your local grocery stores. Um, there's incredible and inspiring stories of you know, these eco-schools all across the UK and hopefully here in the United States as well that have convinced their um, school system, you know, wrapping all of their food in plastic when they deliver it to them. So, you know, there's, and that happened in less than a year. Um, if you are interested in that blog, um, again, you can go to nataliepace.com forward slash blog and just search for um, uh, cities or um, you can ask, you know, info at nataliepace.com for a direct link to that blog. Um, it's inspiring what people are doing in their communities, and I want you to be inspired by it so that you know it's not difficult. There are you, more people really want this than you might imagine. It's um, about 90% of Democrats. It's about over 20% of Republicans. All told, you know, it's above, you know, in the high 70s of all of us. So chances are pretty much everybody around you no matter what their political beliefs are, really wants clean air, clean water, clean food, a healthy planet to will to their children. 
as um, you know, economist Kevin Murphy points out, the questions about sustainability and carbon are not the difference between people who care about their children and people who don't care about their children. It's the difference between people who uh, don't want big government and people who are okay with big government. So understand that politics aside, we're all in this together and we really do all want a good tomorrow for our children and actually a healthier today for us. Everybody is impacted by what's going on in Australia. So in personal habits, refuse to follow last century thinking. We do have to rethink our future. We do have to rethink our today. You don't need a large wardrobe. The fashion industry is one of the largest pollutants to our sacred and essential fresh water reservoirs and rivers, particularly in the countries that manufacture our clothing. And we should care about those countries because they are manufacturing our clothing and they are part of our planet. Xeriscape, your landscaping should reflect the local fauna. Indigenous plants are essential for many reasons, including water conservation and wildlife. If you ditch your lawn, there could be local incentives for doing so. Um, and in addition to what I just named. Also housing. The nuclear family is outdated, as is the Mac Mansion. So intergenerational housing is becoming very in vogue. Um, how can you rethink your family lifestyle in ways that will have each family member saving a lot of money while still enjoying personal space? What are the benefits of sharing in spaces like the dining room and kitchen and perhaps even cooking duties? Can you stop making the landlord rich when you bring the family into one home instead of having everyone live in their own tiny and expensive pod? Can you also keep the, the real estate in the family? When you have everybody in their own little tiny houses and people you know, are usually very private about their money struggles, then you could have a multiple houses that end up just going back to the bank. Whereas if you all came together and worked together um, a little bit more, you could still have privacy you could um, be you know, contributing to a common family housing that would benefit everybody and, and each person would have a lot more money for themselves. So these are just some of the ways that we can refuse to be trapped in an unsustainable lifestyle from a cost of living standpoint for us in, as individuals and from a planet depleting standpoint in our general collective. It's time to stop passing the blame off onto others and to be the change we wish to see. There is so much currency and change for a richer life today and to pass on a nurturing, flourishing home planet to the generations to come. Um, if you have a question and you're on the line now, please feel free to press one on your phone and I'm happy to address it. In the meantime, I'm going to give you a few resources. So <clears throat> if you actually go to my Blog Talk Radio page, you're going to have links to download your free Future Earth and Clean Living eBooks. Um, we have a collective at earthgratitude.org. There's actually a four-minute film that you can watch there. It's one of the most inspiring stories I've ever seen. So it's a couple that I've known uh, for over a decade now. They started off attending my investor educational retreats. Um, they did very well uh, purchasing a house in Vegas at the low. They doubled their money. They decided that uh, they wanted to live more in harmony with the planet. And they now have a beautiful solar-powered passive um, home in British Columbia that's completely off the grid. Uh, this is incredible and brave choices that this family made because 
because they just felt that their life in Vegas was unsustainable. So I do encourage you to be inspired by their story. Just go to earthgratitude.org and you can watch it. Again, you can download the free eBooks there. They are um, tips, sustainability tips from uh, the visionaries, the sustainability visionaries from Elon Musk to uh, the Prince of Wales, to the Dalai Lama, to the Earth Day Network, to the NRDC, um, you know, uh, green, Global Green, all of the things. Well, certainly if you are missing something in there, then email us so that we can include your idea. But there's a bunch in those two books that you can be inspired by. Again, I want to thank you for joining me. Um, there's a, a huge sustainability focus at my investor educational retreats. I have all of my 2020 retreats scheduled. If you go to nataliepace.com and just scroll down the homepage, you'll find our Florida retreat in February. It's the week before Valentine's Day. Love yourself or bring someone you love. You'll find our Poundbury retreat for Earth Day in Poundbury, England. It's an eco community. It'll be very inspiring for you. Um, you'll find our uh, June retreat in Santa Monica and then our um, Wild West retreat in October in Arizona. It's our most affordable one. Whatever you do, please um, be brave and be bold. The benefits are unbelievable. And um, I can't wait to share more with you in our second teleconference, again, next Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific. And if you have any questions that you'd like for me to address in one of these upcoming Green Living teleconferences, please feel free to reach out to us. We're at info at nataliepace.com, and also you can call us at 310-430-2397. Thanks again for joining me, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Like a